0: So the point is, starting with Gurdjieff, they believe this is is the cosmos. Everything goes in here. If you can't put it in here, it doesn't belong. This tells you the meaning of the whole universe, not the Bible, not the Word of God, this stuff.
1: Welcome to the Walk in Truth Minisode, a step closer, where Pastor Michael Lance and others on the Walk in Truth team discuss topics and questions about life from a Christian perspective. You'll also get a chance to get to know the team. Now, let's get into today's topic.
0: We are uh, constantly, we're like a fish with a lure. Oh, that one looks nice. I think I'll take that one. And then the devil's got you on the hook. In Second Timothy 2, he talks about ministering those who've been taken captive by the devil to do his will. Nobody willingly does that. Nobody admits that's them. But there's a real lack of discernment. As you said, there's a lack of knowing God's word. There's a lack of solid teaching of God's word, exegetically, going through scripture. And then Christians are, uh, they're just primed for every dog and pony show that comes through town.
1: This is Jude verses 3 and 4, only one chapter in Jude. This is the last one I want to give you. There's many others we could talk about, but check this out. So Jude writes in verse 3 right before revelation beloved while I was making every effort to write to you about our common salvation I felt the necessity to write to you appealing that you contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all handed down to the saints keep reading for certain persons have crept in unnoticed those who were long beforehand marked out for this condemnation ungodly persons who turn the grace of our Lord God into licentiousness and deny our only Master and Lord, Jesus Christ. You can see that the New Testament letters constantly address this idea of being careful and being mindful of false teachers and false teaching that can secretly creep in and move people away from the truth of the gospel. Just quickly at the outset, I heard a testimony from a a pastor's wife who embraced the Enneagram. She went to Bible college. Her name is Jillian Lancour, L-A-N-C-O-U-R. She said she she came in contact with the Enneagram teaching. I think it was uh, somehow connected to, um, what's the church in Riverside? Sandals. Somehow Sandals... uh, impacted her. And she was, I think somewhere in the Midwest, just to show you how information can go out from anywhere. So she embraced the Enneagram. She said in a personal testimony, they did a women's ministry event on it. It was the biggest turnout they had ever had in a women's ministry event in the church. And it was all about the Enneagram. She said she found herself so, um, enthralled and captivated by the numbers and and so forth, that she would open conversations with her number and what number she thought people were. She said that it got so bad that she had elevated the Enneagram and the types to a place above the gospel. She would talk about the Enneagram always, but rarely talk about the gospel. The gospel and Jesus really took second place. And she said that she was confronted with some honest teaching about it the Enneagram, its sources, etc., the problems with it, and said that she repented of it. She and her husband repented of what they did because they had a leadership role. And she had basically promulgated this to many people in her life and the church, etc. And they had to openly repent about it. So that's what can happen. And it can kind of secretly creep in. And it's done just that, Craig. And uh, before we go any further, let's let's jump into the enneagram itself. So let's put up. Uh, we've we've got the main slide here, and I, I want you to see this. What to make of the enneagram? The numbers just don't add add up. And and here's the first thing I want you to see: the original drawing that is before us, that my wife used to create the graphic, was a circle. And it had, Craig, if I'm correct in saying, it had the nine, did it have the nine points or was it just a circle at the beginning? It had just the the nine,
0: uh, It's an enneagon, so like a hexagon, you know, what have you. It just had the nine angles to it. And then eventually the lines were filled in by two other individuals much later on.
1: Now, uh, we have George Gurdjieff, let's put his picture up for a second. And everybody said, the Adams Family. So this is the guy that drew the original circle. And although there are people... (laughs) Sorry for that poor humor there. And although there are people who say that this goes back to the Desert Fathers or to some Sufi uh, arm of Islam, uh, that's been debunked. It really starts with this guy, George Gurdjieff. And he... He drew this circle. You were saying something about circles like in the occult and the new age. Is there something about the circle and what did he say about the circle? I know, I want to be
0: careful, but in ritual magic the most potent place to do magic is in the 9-foot magical circle using the blasphemy using the divine name Yod Hey wah Hey the tetragrammaton. So, I just find that weird, but this guy 1866 to 1949 um Here's the key point. Every one of the key players, the first four key players, all four of them were heavily, heavily involved in the occult. He talks about in a book, for example, he wrote a book called um, Meeting with Remarkable Men. Now, but these men aren't the men you're thinking of. These are ascended masters. These are these spirit beings that were giving him the pipeline and telling him what life's all about. And so he claimed to be in contact with these spirits, but one in particular that was over all of them was giving him the goods. But every one of these guys, Gurdjieff, we'll get Ospensky, and then uh, uh, Kazo, and then a guy named Narando, they're all heavily involved in the occult. You have to understand. And by that, they're doing automatic writing. They go into a trance state. They get taken over by a spirit. And then this stuff starts coming out of them. And so that ought to make you wonder. Hey, Michael, if I could just read something quickly. This is from the still up on their website today for Ospensky. We'll get to him in a moment. Um, Notice but this summarizes Gurdjieff's view. And I quote, the Enneagram is a universal symbol or a cosmic blueprint. A diagramic representation of the fundamental laws that create and sustain everything for the whole of creation to individual organisms. The Enneagram demonstrates the interaction of the law of three and the law of seven that gives rise to all phenomena, end quote. So the point is starting with Gurdjieff, they believe this is, this is the cosmos. Everything goes in here. If you can't put it in here, it doesn't belong. This tells you the meaning of the whole universe, not the Bible, not the Word of God, this stuff.
1: That's where this is coming from. I've got a quote here from uh, Montenegro and Benoit's book. George Gurdjieff's original Enneagram had no numbers or types, and uh, you can picture that circle again. It had nothing whatsoever to do with personality. According to Gurdjieff, it was a diagram of cosmic reality, as you just said, Craig. He believed he could see the universe in it, and he ascribed a mystical meaning to it. So basically, within the circle, math, mathematical realities, spiritual realities, truth, all somehow within this circle. That's, that's yes. basically. and not just
0: mathematics, not what's called biblical numerics, but numerology, which is Jewish occultism, Kabbalah, Kabbalah. The very thing God told the Jews not to do in Deuteronomy 18:9 9 through 14, they did. He kicked the nations out for doing that stuff, and they went and did the same thing. Go figure. But sometimes I think the church does the same thing. But it's the idea, he was obsessed with numbers and the significance of dividing one by three and one by seven. And then allegedly you have this repeating pattern that comes out, and, and this is these divine numbers, the symbolism of the universe and of what makes you tick. I mean, why isn't there 12 or 15 or 20 or 21 personalities? No, there's only nine. But this is the entire cosmos up in this symbol. And, and
1: Gurdjieff and other New Age teachers basically say, this is the path to God or to... Def- to find one's divine self. Well, in fact, it's the path
0: to yourself. The, really, who are you? You are divine. You are perfect just the way you are. The problem is you don't realize that. I've been trying to get my wife to acknowledge to to this for years. Amen, brothers? She's not
1: calling you it's Lord It's getting yet? worse. So I don't know why the longer she lives with me... Now, Gurdjieff, uh, we put up on the screen, now he had a pupil named P.D. Ospensky who lived from 1878 to 1947. And so he wrote about Gurdjieff's ideas and called those teachings the fourth way. Let's put up a picture of Ospensky here. You can see the little German-type glasses here. So Ospensky, um, Craig, tell us a little bit about him. And so he came across, or he was a pupil of Gurdjieff, how did he kind of run with these ideas?
0: Well, he added to it. He used this technical name. Gurjeev talked about three centers of, there's actually nine centers, nine forms of the divine, the nine personality types. But they're fragmented. We'll come back to that. And so he talks about that. But he coined or uses the phrase, popularized it, the fourth way. And so he talks about the fourth way. Same thing, heavily involved in the occult. There's a Nick Deutsch. He's not German. He's Russian. Uh, and uh, at any rate, knows better now. But, uh, <laughs> sorry. But, but But he developed this. And he carried it along. And uh, he had all these writings that he dies and then his wife posthumously uh, publishes all this but once again an avowed occultist into all these rituals and and whatnot the occult and he he really develops this even more in his book like the fourth way and other writings and when he says the fourth way, like, what is he after there that? Well, it's the ultimate. It's 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 not just the heart. It's not just the intellect or the head. It's not just the, the gut for the in, instincts, intuition, the physical. It is an amalgamation of all of the above. It is the sum total of the world, of the cosmos, again, of the spirituality. Mm-hmm. Everything you are. Here's the key point. If you lose everything else, remember this, that you are perfect just the way you are. The problem is you don't realize who you are. This is about, Spensky said this, and uh, Gurdjieff, and then the others we're going to talk about. This is about a spiritual awakening. You're like the walking dead. You're the walking dead, and you need to become awake. You need to have consciousness. You are dead, and you need to
1: realize, snap out of it, who you are. And there is a similar teaching, and we talked about this in Scientology, that there's a thetan within you. This is what Scientology taught. And basically, in order to clear yourself of all the negative engrams from your past millions and billions of lives that you've lived, because they believe in reincarnation, you have to get to the state of clear But once they developed the state of clear based upon L. Ron Hubbard's teachings, then it was uh, operating Thetan 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Some of you saw Leah Remini's uh, uh, program where she exposed a lot of this stuff. And then some people got to the highest OT level, and they were just waiting to unlock the secret, and they were told, now you got to do it all over again. There is no secret. This is the oldest lie in the book. Just take a bite, and you will be as God's. This is the Genesis 3 oldest repackaged lie we we're talking about. You know, it would be nice if somebody uses a triangle every now and then instead of a circle or a square. Man, yeah, you know, something, come on. But, but it's the same old lie. Walter Martin said same source and he said strongly same destiny. I mean, this is this is not a joke if
0: you yeah, Michael, if you study the Arantia book or A Course in Miracles, Marianne Williamson, the thing that uh, she's still into Oprah Winfrey. It's the same type of stuff. You're divine. You've forgotten who you are. Salvation and enlightenment is realizing your divinity quotes. You need to discover your true divine self. It's a spiritual awakening to your true self or your divine self. Where have we heard this before?
1: Well, you are listening to a mini-sode on the Enneagram, and this was content that was recorded from a special 633 event that we held at Living Truth Christian Fellowship in the city of Corona, where I have the privilege of serving as senior pastor. Special guest, Professor Craig Hawkins, Uh, it was really a wonderful night, not only to dive into some teaching on the Enneagram and its occult New Age origins and New Age uh, proprietors, but also to do a Q&A time. And we had a chance to take some questions uh, both through our app, written questions, and interact with some folks uh, who were there on that evening. So this is the content you're listening to, Exploring the Enneagram. The numbers just don't add up. And I pray it's been a blessing to you. Remember to keep us in prayer as we continue to fight the good fight for truth and to love people and to give the gospel. Uh, glad you're listening. Hey, recommend this to a friend. And... I pray the rest of the content will be a blessing to you. Thanks for listening to A Step Closer. Let us know your thoughts on today's topic. You can email us at contact at walkintruth.com. You can also let us know a topic or question you'd like us to answer and discuss. Again, email us at contact at walkintruth.com.